Hello and welcome to the Homebrew Magic Podcast. My name is Button. My God. <laughs> fuck. This time I was waiting for you guys to fuck me up. And I tripped over my own words because we didn't you guys even interrupt. I was waiting for Teej to do something, and, and we're keeping that. We're keeping yeah, that one. Of course That's we're what we're rolling because with. we didn't. Oh, it's so no, great! You've never gotten it is. Far. You guys have. You, you guys didn't. have conditioned me so well. That was my Pavlovian response to trying uh, to start the show because there's that was, always at least twice. That was your touchdown run in open field, no one by you, and you tripped. <laughs> that 20 yard line 20 just yards fucking before. up and tripped me, man. <laughs> this is the Homebrew Magic Podcast. My name is Nelson, and with me, as always, uh, my name are Derber, my Derber. two friends, <laughs> Derber, Derber, <laughs> Schnell, and Teach. Uh, how's it it's, going, guys? It's because isolation has made it that nobody has said your name out loud in so long, you've started exactly. to forget. Holy shit, <laughs> who am I? Who am I? I'm Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> uh, how are you guys? Uh, Teej, how are you? I'm gonna, I'm gonna lead off with you. What up, hive mind? There it is. There it is. Uh, it washes okay. over me. I'm good. Good. Uh, Good. Can't complain too much. I could, but I'm not gonna. I suppose. Um, <laughs> but uh, overall, overall, I think I'm doing okay. Uh, Commander Legends is out. That's going to be our topic of discussion tonight. Um, a lot of cool stuff in it. A lot of cool things have happened in the past couple of weeks regarding Commander Legends. So I'm honestly just excited to get into it. What have you what What have you done magic wise that we are not explicitly about to talk about? Is there anything nothing. of note? No, just nothing. Okay. No, nothing. It's been, that's fair. That's all fair. Commander Legends all the time. <laughs> nice. That's fair. What about you, Shno? How you doing? <sighs> um, magic wise, I am doing solid C minus average. But considering some of the games I had, I've had really good ones that have brought it up to that C minus. <laughs> because we'll get into my failures, but before my failures, I was probably on a three or four game winning streak. Um, so we're going to, we're going to talk about the, uh, Commander Legends draft that Teej and I participated in, but because Teej did not show up to the draft when or where he was expected to be, we had extra time, <laughs> we had extra time <laughs> to play EDH and I ran, uh, two different decks in a pot of four. Uh, my most recent deck, I ran, uh, squirrels. And I've been working on my squirrel deck for a while. I finally got it complete and started doing a couple of rounds of tweaking. And my squirrels ended up winning by swinging with... I had about 70 of them, and they were three threes each. So... That'll I, do it. Yeah, like nobody, nobody could just deal with the sheer wide numbers of squirrels, which was great. I also ran my... Um, Alenda, the Dusk Rose. Ah. Alendra. Uh, no, Alendra. Alenda. Is the f- yep, yeah. Alenda. Alenda. Alenda's the Dusk Rose. Alendra is the fairy chick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is the deck that I've uploaded on Architect as a dumb deck for... Or a stupid deck for uh, stupid games or something like that. I don't know. I hate it. It's Aristocrats. Uh, I didn't swing at anybody. I, did, I barely interacted. I literally just played with myself and my opponents lost. It was, it was exactly as dumb as Aristocrats is supposed to be, and it functioned perfectly, and I hate it 
and I hate myself for building it. But it's one of those deck archetypes that I've never never done, never run before, and now that it's starting to click, I don't like it at all. Because, again, it's just, okay, I'm going to play this and create some tokens and then sacrifice those, and I get triple triple triggers, so each token I sacrifice, you guys lose three, and I gain three, and then at the end of my turn, you lose more life, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, you guys are all dead now? Cool. Cool. Fun game. Yeah, that's um, similar to to a deck that I used to play, and I mean, it's 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 fun for a while, yeah. uh, but in the end, it just eh, it's just not fun at all. It doesn't yeah. feel like magic. So. <laughs> and if before then, uh, Thursday night, I played some EDH. I ran um, my King Ghidorah deck, and as my opponent put it, I beat him above, uh, amongst the head and shoulders, just raining blows upon him. <laughs> uh, that that deck is my favorite. Who's eating a candy bar? No, uh, that's probably me. Hold on. I'm, I'm not eating a candy bar. <laughs> You're smearing it on your face. Gotcha. <laughs> He's muted, so I can say whatever the fuck I want about him. <laughs> yeah, he can't hear us. That big Talking dumb bastard. No, oh, shit. He's unmuted. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that deck is my mutate deck that's just all eggs in one basket, but it's a big asket and a big, big asket. And there's a lot of. I just started drinking. Um,. No, that deck just it functions well. It it was designed to do one thing, uh, and that is hit you with a massive, powerful creature. And then if that creature sticks around, great. If that stick creature doesn't stick around, it can recover super super fast. And it just clicked. So I was on a like pretty good win streak, and then we hit the draft, and just I forgot how magic works so bad. It was. <laughs> I uh, look forward to uh to hearing your. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Nelson. What have you been up to, magic wise? Um, yeah, I mean, what have I done? Nothing. We've just been so excited <laughs> outside of what we're going to talk about, right? Oh, I okay, mean, okay. Um, any current no any current decks in the works or? Well, yeah, it's funny you should say that. Um, because uh-huh. I so my Anawan deck I think is finally done. I think I'm going to leave it as it is. It's a ton of fun to play. I'm still not sure like how competitive it actually is, but I mean you guys have seen it. Like it you know, does what it's supposed to do. Um uh I, I look oh, yes, forward your to deck. Got it. Yeah, yeah, the rogue the rogue mill deck. Um I look forward to actually being able to, you know, the the game where I actually get a bitter blossom and get to see how that works in there. Cause I know we had mentioned before that, oh my god, I finally found a place for a bitter blossom. Um so yeah, I mean I I haven't I don't even know I've played a little bit of arena, like on my lunch breaks. So I'm working from home. So I sit at my my computers all day. I have an L-shaped desk that I'm at right now, and I should I should take a fucking picture and send it to you guys. So I have my dual monitors for my desktop on one side of the L, and then my dual monitors for my work setup on another. I'm just I feel like fucking Neo in the Matrix right now. Uh, so I just sit here and then I spin from one side of my desk to the other, and I play arena at lunch, and then I spin back to my work side <laughs> after lunch. So I played a little bit of arena, um, and I've actually been playing brawl there, just kind of figuring out what brawl is all over again it's really fun to not play for like six months and then play brawl and then forget it exists so i'm probably (laughs) gonna start forgetting um (laughs) that it exists again but uh yeah i mean i haven't done much um 
you know, I've, I've got some ideas for some stuff that I want to build and some upgrades that I want to make, um, strictly because of stuff that's come out, uh, in commander legends, whether it's new, whether it's just stuff that I haven't had yet, but, um, is commander legends brawl legal? I thought brawl was standard legal stuff. Oh, sorry. I'm talking about real life now. Not I'm off the brawl thing. Oh, okay. Uh, they didn't. They didn't even release anything from <laughs> Legends on Arena, but they did just release um, the Kaladesh remastered uh, that block, and Paradox Engine is legal apparently, uh, um, from what I understand. So they didn't ban it there uh, yet, but we'll see what happens. Um, but I haven't. I mean, I don't put money into Arena, so I didn't. You know. Um, I didn't buy any of the, the Kaladesh stuff. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like you said, it's just been kind of coming up with ideas, whether they're tweaks to existing decks, uh, like my Kozlik deck, which I'll get into in a bit, uh, or some of the cards that I pulled from Commander Legends that now I'm like, oh, well, I finally have one of these. I want to, I want to build around this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, other than that, you know, we played VDH tonight, which was a blast, uh, even though, um, I lost and <laughs> Schnell, no, Tiege won tonight. Tiege, uh, Schnell, took me, won. Schnell took me out and Tiege won. Um, but it was fun because, so we had, uh, uh, Chris, one of our, our longtime listeners, um, and, and good friend, he, he played with us tonight. We did a, a pot of four and he played actually one of the new commanders, which is one that I've been intrigued by. Um, and I, I really want to look into, some sort of build for it because that was awesome. And that was, um, Arami, the, okay. that blue black, um, you like exile something from your graveyard and make three copies of it. And, uh, when you're doing that kind of shit with vindictive liches and, you know, uh, <laughs> other stuff he was bringing back, uh, that's yeah. honestly, that was the reason that I, you know, when I finally got some stuff on board, I was like, I gotta, I gotta kill Chris. <laughs> like, yeah. That, he that was, deck, that deck has been fun to watch and like, I've, I've been helping him pull cards for stuff, and it's just all really good ETB or death triggers. Well, and I love the I love the sacrifice uh, sub-theme with, like, Ashnod's Altar and the fact that he has the Dictate of Erebos in there. Um, the Viscera Seer, I think, is a really awesome card in there. Well, because you have to sacrifice all those cards coming in at the end of the turn anyway. You might as well get more value out of them by sacrificing for other effects. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, he was able to do it for mana and uh, yeah, it was, it was really fun to watch that deck, but I also felt like, um, other than my big dumb Eldrazi deck, he was the biggest threat probably at all times. Um, yeah. The, the, table. the turn he dropped triple massacre worm was the turn where everyone just went, okay, we got to stop him. <laughs> I love how we went from like, oh, Nelson has a steel Hellkite on the board to, oh, holy shit, he tripled Massacre, triple Massacre Worm to board wipe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a really fun game. Um, so that was awesome. I just, I'm I'm so glad that we've been able to play regular Friday night um, VDH. So that was, that's, that's one of the highlights for me um, every week is just getting to play Magic with my friends because uh, we just don't get to do it in person um, as much or, um, you know, at all, uh, if we'd like to, depending on whatever situation or circumstances everybody's got going on in their lives. And so I, I look forward to spending time playing magic with my friends on Friday. And, uh, I just, yeah, it was, it was another really good game, a really cool deck from Chris Schnell. You, uh, had your Joyra deck that just every time you play it, uh, it just gets better with the improvements you make. And then Tej played, you know, Niv wheels, which just 
nobody likes playing against it because it's so good. Like, so I felt like we had a really good, powerful table. Um, and it was, it was just a lot of fun. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's that I've been itching to sit down and talk to you guys tonight because we've been waiting, um, until after spoiler season. And actually now we've had a chance to play with the cards and we're finally going to talk about commander legends. So I'm, I'm super excited with that, uh, or about that, I should say. And, you know, I don't know what you guys think. Do you want to just start with the fact, should we just talk about our sealed game first? Yeah, let's go over the sealed game we did first. Okay. Yeah, so last week, um, you know, uh, for pre-release, we decided that we were going to do a little sealed event uh, via webcam. So, you know, we all had bought boxes of Commander Legends. We kept six packs off to the side as we were, you know, cracking the rest fiendishly um, and decided to do a a four-player. Chris played with us again, and we did a four-player sealed event for for commander legends and it was it was fun man it was different having packs with 20 cards in them and two legendary creatures uh per per pack um and i found that it was very it was more difficult to build than i thought it would be actually so i had a i had a tough time um with my build what did, what did you guys think did you after you like opened all six and saw what you had, did you know right away which way you were going to go or did you kind of have to, um, you know, agonize over it a little bit? I agonized a little bit. Um, I ended up running Jared, uh, Carthalian true air, uh, which is the red, green, white guy. Um, when he enters, I, uh, I be, uh, someone else becomes the Monarch, and I can't become the Monarch that turn. Uh, but if damage would be dealt to Jared while I'm the Monarch, that damage gets prevented, and I put plus one, plus one counters on him. Um, so I naturally just looked for all the Monarch cards that I could, and they were all really expensive. Um, and I looked for some sort of plus one, plus one counter uh, theme, which... I didn't have a whole lot of support for, um, so I ended up just smooshing together, you know, cheap creatures and and a bunch of removal spells and and threw in some ramp because you're apparently supposed to ramp in in commander and um, so my deck was stiff. my deck was just a hodgepodge of bullcrap, um, and uh. I, my biggest accomplishment in that game was making someone else the monarch and then not being the monarch ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so you're welcome. Yeah, that's one of the biggest challenges that I've I've had now playing both the sealed and the draft that we did is whether or not to try and build top down or build the deck and then find a commander that fits. Because especially in draft, I've I uh I always try to just, okay, pick first things I like and then try and shove everything else into that kind of shaped hole. Uh, with this one, I found a couple of enchantments that I really liked, and I ended up running uh, Gen, Arcanum Weaver. And he is the Mardu-colored 2-3 uh, human wizard. Pay a Mardu. Uh, sacrifice an enchantment, return target enchantment from your graveyard to the battlefield. I really liked that ability. And then I built the deck and realized I only had five enchantments. So it's tough to run an enchantment tribal deck with only five enchantments. That being said, it went really, really good by the end of the game. Early game was rough. 
Um, there is a new enchantment, and I forget what it's called, but it's black. And when it comes demonic into, lore is what demonic you're talking lore, about. Yep. yeah. When it comes into play, you draw cards, but then at the end of your turn, you lose life, uh, two two life per card in hand. So my thought was, and I had two copies of this thing. I'm like, sweet, I will. Uh, play this, and then I'll sacrifice it and not have to deal with any of the ramifications of it. I played it early, and I ended up dealing myself almost 30 points of damage from that stupid thing because I didn't have a valid target in my graveyard to sacrifice the enchantment on the board for. I ended up having to arrest my own creature and then sacrifice my creature just to get that enchantment in the discard pile. Once I had... Yeah, once the cage I, of hands. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> the cage of hands. Yeah, I just any enchantment that they can't attack or block, I just call an arrest. Um, but yeah, once I had that, the the engine of Gen just cycling through enchantments from your graveyard and battlefield is ridiculously strong. With only with only those two enchantments, I had so many options, and I ended up coming back and winning that game in the end, just because of. Card advantage. Nelson kind of kingmakered a little bit with that, uh, what is it, wrong turn? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. yep. you were running Krark, and when you doubled it and had and gave away two creatures, you gave uh, one to Chris and one to me, I think. Yeah, I need. I wanted him to get, I didn't want him to have his Seraphic Greatsword anymore, so I moved over, I think it was Seraph of the Dawn. Yeah, um, you gave me something. With Seraphic with... Greatsword to you, which yeah. ended up hindering me in the end um, and helping you. Yeah, you gave me really life, you gave me lifelink, which up yeah. until that point my deck had... Uh, I think two or three creatures with lifelink that I had not drawn, and I think I ended the game with, what, eight cards left in my library for how much I was drawing off of that uh, demonic lore, and I didn't, uh, like, card number eight on top of my library was my first lifelink creature, and I didn't see it, but thanks to the one that you gave me, I managed to stabilize, and despite putting myself down to nearly single digits from that stupid enchantment, uh, I ended the game with, I think, like 20 life. Yeah, I mean, in retrospect, if I had known that Tej wasn't going to draw his fourth land until, like, turn 16, then <laughs> I probably would have just given it to him, <laughs> but, you know. You know what? I completely forgot about that. Live and learn. That was that, that was the bummer thing. Like, Tej just couldn't play. <laughs> maybe that's why my deck didn't perform that well. Maybe the probably. synergies were, you just were there. The mana you just wasn't. get land. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, real quick before I forget, as I was looking through um, my commanders to talk about um, the decision, like my thought process when I picked, um, I came across the Arami of the Dead Tide, and I actually was wrong. I I really oversimplified the ability. So <laughs> you tap it to exile cards from your graveyard equal to the number of opponents you have. So that's why he kept making three of everything, and then that creature um, in your in your graveyard gains encore until end of turn. The encore cost is equal to its mana cost. So the reason he was making three of everything is because he was playing against the three of us. So just to be clear on that, um, but when I was when you I missed, was cracking, you, missed, you misstated a little bit. He wasn't making three because of the discarding or exiling three, because you pick a single target and that gains encore. Encore in itself is what has the ah. Uh, yes, on. you're right. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Um. So. Yeah, when I was opening... <laughs> Just like, look I it up some... at this point if you're confused. <laughs> no, no, no. I was thinking about what's in my hand right now. Um, <laughs> Actually, Chanel, <laughs> and you, nobody knows you because we're on the internet. Just um, a little bit. But uh, 
you know, I opened up, I opened up a Jared, I opened up um, Averna, the Chaos Bloom, the Cascade. Um, as you Cascade, you may put a land card from among exiled cards onto the battlefield tapped. And then I opened up a Colfenor, um, the last you, that's the, the Tree Folk Shaman, the 3-7 Vigilance Reach. Uh, whenever it or another creature you control dies, return up to one other target creature card with lesser toughness from your graveyard to your hand. And I just didn't have enough support in any of those three colors together to make a decent deck. Um, I thought about Colfenor. I'm glad I didn't run him because that's what Chris ended up going with. So we all did play different commanders. I ended up going and playing partner uh, for the first time ever. And I partnered Clark the Thumbless with Ezior Wardwing Familiar. Mostly because I wanted Ezior's ability, uh, where spells your opponents cast that target one or more commanders you control, cost three more to cast. And then I wanted Krark for uh, the fact that I had a lot of interesting instant and sorceries that I could double if I won my coin flip. And luckily enough, what I think I only lost one, right? I don't remember what I cast, but I think I only lost one, and I was able to actually double fiery cannonade for a mini board wipe <laughs> at one point, which was yeah, pretty awesome. That was um, that was a great play. Yeah, that that went that winning that flip was huge. Um, and then I think I, I managed to I like I know I doubled preordain and just some other stuff to kind of filter through my deck. But uh, the spells are really cool, but I just didn't have a lot of. Um, decent creatures really so uh it was a very grindy um a grindy deck but it was red blue pirates and it was it was a lot of fun to play um so yeah i mean sealed was fun it was different i did find it a challenge um with the six particular packs i opened though to find a real direction but once i saw Clark and i knew that i had some decent red spells oh because i pulled a wheel of misfortune too and i was like oh i want to play this uh because this will be interesting if i can resolve it um and it actually did get resolved not while Clark was on the battlefield unfortunately (laughs) but it did get resolved and i believe schnell you had that archon um that i had yeah the white the white mythic archon (laughs) that if you are the monarch uh, any damage you take does not cause life loss. So you can, you'll can you still take the damage, technically. You just won't lose life from it. So because Wheel of Misfortune says it deals damage, and I couldn't take damage, I bid 1 million and 8 life. And I, or I bid that much, that was my number. So that's how much damage I took, which caused me no life loss <laughs> and was just the most entertaining thing I've ever done in Magic. Just, yeah, was, I'm gonna take a mi- hundred million points of nothing. Deal and then the I think Tej and I were the ones who drew off of it. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris underbid. You guys, I think, were what four, five, and six, or something like that. Yeah, I had five. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, Not a yeah, hundred so million and eight. It was really fun to play. Um, you know, it was just a, it was a unique challenge, I'll say, uh, to deck building. But I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm curious. I was not there for the draft, so I'm curious what you guys would say. You know, between the two, was one easier than the other? Did you prefer one? I know you guys are big drafters. Um, you know, Tej, I know especially you love draft. Schnell, you're a big drafter. Um, I prefer sealed just because I'm better at it. Um, but I'm curious if you guys thought maybe with this particular set, uh, one one was easier than the other, or one was more fun or better than the other. So, what uh, do you do? You think that's true or or not? I really liked drafting this set. Um, I am I am I am more comfortable drafting than I am uh, doing sealed. Um, simply because I'm, I'm 
in control of what I pick, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not subject to what I open, which is either going to be great or it's going to be garbage and there's no in between. Um, at least with drafting, uh, I'm in control of what I want. I can find, I can pick a path and go down it. So that's what I, uh, that's what I prefer. Um, and drafting the set was a lot of fun for me. Uh, it's really, it's really neat that 20 card packs, you pick two for every pick, um, which added a new level to the draft. Um, it also see, caused one counting error for the first first pack. And the last pack. Oh, yeah, that one too. Only our second pack, everyone followed directions. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's counterintuitive, so we have to forgive people for screwing up. Yeah, yeah. Um... Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I had a yawn, and I didn't want to yawn into the microphone. It would have been better. That way we knew what you were doing awkwardly <laughs> and quietly. <laughs> uh, silence, next time. silence, silence. My apologies. <laughs> uh, so, for the draft, um, I don't remember what order uh, uh, I picked... I ended up picking things in. I wasn't solidified in my colors until second pack. Um, but first pack, uh, I started leaning a little bit into blue-white flyers. Um, and that's ended, That's what I ended up uh, uh, running. I think I, I think I started out in red and black, you know, because you know, pick your removal spells. Yeah. Um, which is kind of what I was going for. Uh, but then I got, like, four Cage of Hands, uh, <laughs> which is a decent removal spell, just not instant speed. Um, so uh, uh, I ended up going with with Radiant Sarah Archangel and Sayani uh, Eye of the Storm as my two commanders. Um and because of the, the nature of the game, I ended up picking a second Sayani that I just shuffled into my deck. Uh, and luckily for me, I opened uh, I opened a foil, uh, Sakashima of a Thousand Faces, so the legendary rule didn't apply to me. <laughs> which I almost ran as a commander, but decided not to because it didn't have the flying synergy that I wanted. So I shuffled that in there and managed to get it out. So for a while there, I had two Sionis out, which was fun to do. Um, and two Radiants, because I had Sakashima enter as a copy of Radiant. Because uh, <laughs> nice. I could just give it protection. <laughs> um, so, uh, other notable picks of the draft. Uh, nothing really astonishing for my colors, but I walked away with... Wheel of Misfortune and uh, Scroll Rack. That was my pack one. Pick one was a Scroll Rack. Um, that was in the deck too, but I didn't see it. Um, but the pod that I played in, because Chanel and I were in different pods, uh, I played against uh, Gruel Stompy deck. Um, I played against the uh, White green plus one plus one counter deck uh oh the unicorn yeah that thing took off like a rocket that deck was scary um 
and they were all big creatures on the ground, and I had just, you know, a lot of flyers, but they were puny flyers. <laughs> uh, and they ended up getting out, like, a bunch of, like, reach things, too. So I couldn't even bust through there. Um, and then Blue Red Pirates, uh, which was actually <laughs> which was actually the deck that won, which was really funny, because it was also the deck that wasn't doing anything at the table. Um... That was Kennedy. I'm trying to remember exactly how he won. Um, was was he running two Prismatic Pipers as his commanders? No. Okay. Because I know I know he was getting very late in the draft and still had not pulled the commanders he wanted because he was doing bottom-up deck oh, construction. Oh, you know what he was? You know what? You are right. He was yeah. running two Prismatic Pipers. He was doing bottom-up deck construction because he's like, I'm doing pirates because I know that's a great thing, and sooner or later, the pirate commanders will be past me, and they never were. The But the pirate commanders were in our draft pool, but they were taken by players who did not run them because they just went, ah, oh, that's kind of cool, and they took them, and then they put them in their extra crap that they didn't <laughs> use the entire game. I and had Kennedy was livid about it. It was. Great. I had some of them. Yeah, I yeah. had some of them. Uh, like the ones that that make you the monarch. I I took all of those. Yeah. Um, and I was, but I was playing them. They weren't they weren't in my garbage pile. I was actually playing with the cards. The, uh, the two he was looking for ended up uh, between Chris and Chris's son uh, Delaney, my nephew. Yeah. Yeah. Each um, one of them took one of the desired commanders because Kennedy, uh, I guess, did his research and knew exactly what he wanted to build going into it. So he knew the cards he was looking for and sure enough, they were in the pool, but nobody let him have them. Yeah. So he was running he was running, I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but uh, uh, the pirate where you, you tap and it deals one damage and when you cast another pirate it untaps. Sounds right. Um... He had a couple of those, so he was just tapping them and playing pirates and untapping them. And and I remember the goal was to get um, Delaney and the other gentleman whose name I don't remember. Um, uh, Jordan. Yes, uh, they were the ones playing the big Reachy dudes that I couldn't just fly through. Uh, but I did have two radiants out, uh, so my goal was to. Allow Kennedy to get both of them low enough where I can just give my Radiance protection from their colors and swing at each of them. But in the end, Kennedy was able to just ping us all to death simultaneously. Because <laughs> in the end, he just started drawing cards and being able to play more pirates than I thought he had in his hand. And nice. it was a good win for Kennedy. Uh, yeah, Kennedy's wife won our pod because... She was running Kodama of the East Tree and Prismatic Piper because it doesn't matter. Kodama was so Kodama is just so good. Yep. Um, so her, her and I'm gonna okay. I will preface this by talking about my steaming pile of draft because two two things happened. One that I realized the day of, and the other I realized about. I don't know, yesterday, that I'm a huge goddamn cheater, and I didn't catch it, nobody else caught it, so we're going to let it go, because I was the first eliminated because I'm an idiot on top of being a cheater. So what happened is, um, I ended up drafting uh, black, uh, black, white, green. My commanders, as it were, was the cat, 
the three drop two two cat that gives your commanders menace and death touch. Oh yeah, Falthus or whatever. Yeah, that and then my other commander, in what I realized I am a cheater, was a creature that doesn't have partner. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, I didn't catch it. I just assumed. Uh, my other commander was uh, Hesma, the green white elephant guy, who See? does stuff with plus one plus one counters. See, I didn't I didn't know what deck you were running, but as Hamza. soon as you said as soon as you said three colors and then named a partner commander, yeah. I immediately knew what you were getting at. Yeah. I am a <laughs> I am a cheater Weird. and a dumb cheater. The reason why I am a dumb cheater is because I drafted my deck and I had like six different legendaries, at least several of them had partner. And my brain just went, yeah, they all have partner. That's fine. So I started mixing and matching, deciding what I liked. And then uh, I, I went, okay, I'm running a three-color deck. And I do the math that I normally end up doing for uh, where I count up the number of mana symbols of each color. And then I figure out how many lands I want to run based on my curve. And I multiplied that percentage of mana colors, com- or that mana symbols compared to the whole and take that fraction and apply it to the total number of lands I intend on running. So it's a very complicated math problem that I do every time I do sealed or uh, any, any limited uh, thing where I, you know, I'm whether it be draft or sealed or whatever. So anyway, I go, okay, I need this many swamps. I need this many plains. And I need this many forests. So then I was very careful and I counted out how many, uh, how many uh, planes I needed. And I grabbed that many planes, and I counted out how many swamps I needed, and I grabbed that many swamps, and I counted out how many forests I needed, and I grabbed that many swamps. And I shuffled it and sleeved it, and I... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am super... I just want to hit myself, like, go back in time and just bust in and start punching myself in the stupid face. Because I was even... I play-tested. I drew two test hands, and the first test hand I started playing out, and I went, ah, oh, I'm not really drawing that much green. And so I went. I went ahead and I cut two green cards and I added two for, two more forests, not knowing that that was the only forest. You you mean two In, forests? Yeah. So <laughs> it wasn't even that late. I don't even. I I have no. I, I have no valid excuse for why this happened. I gave you that one beer. You did give me one whole beer. <laughs> so I played the game. And the entire time, I'm just like, why am I not drawing any of the green... Like, I have a ton of green cards in my hand, and I played a bunch of black stuff, and I played a couple of white cards, and I did okay, and I kept making myself the monarch, thinking, hey, if I draw more cards, I'll eventually draw the lands I need, regardless of making myself the target. And every single turn, I would make myself the target, because I had, I think, three copies of, uh, what is it, Thorn of the Black Rose... The, uh, the assassin lady. Yeah, the black assassin, yep. Yeah, who makes you the monarch on ETB. So I'd play her, I become the I become the monarch, I end my turn, I draw, hoping to get that, you know, elusive forest, of which there were two in my deck, so I'm not completely useless at deck construction. Uh, but then I'd become the target, and, like, Chris kept taking the monarch from me, and he was running uh, blue-white, mostly flyers, which is a pretty standard, you know, sealed build, which I always try to avoid. Um, but he had Rebecca and I think something, uh, someone else for blue. Either way, it was the most, like, just sad display of EDH that I have ever put on. Was it, and again, was it Glacian? 
because that would have been a fantastic. I know it would have been thematic <laughs> husband and wife teaming up to kick the crap out of the poor special needs boy in the corner. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm a dumb cheater. I'm not even a good one. I'm just so dejected by it, but I got to watch uh, even after being eliminated because, Oh boy, did I get eliminated quick? Uh, Kodama and uh, prismatic Piper kicked the shit out of everyone because prismatic piper was there for red and she ran red because she had several rock eggs or dragon eggs yeah dragon whelps or whatever oh yeah so dragon egg yeah so she's getting her she's getting her triggers off of those and then she's getting extra land drops when the zero drop token for the dragon comes into play and it was just the most entertaining thing to watch having been eliminated from the game eight turns earlier yeah kodama's just such a good card yeah because it's like oh it has to be something less than the cmc big whoop if you've got lands in hand even at six in green you're usually getting him out you know turn four probably with the amount of ramp and especially the artifact ramp in this set is oh yeah it's solid for any deck let alone a sealed event so Kodama was just wrecking everyone, and I am the worst Magic player ever. So that's that is the summary of my game. I am a dumb, you, stupid cheater, and I do, do not deserve you, to be here. So Teach prefers draft. Did you did you have a preference over draft or sealed, or did okay. you enjoy both equally? I definitely enjoyed the sealed because of the experience of the game afterwards. For draft, normally I love draft. I am a huge draft fan, but I have yeah. not drafted in months because of this stupid pandemic. And I'm going to blame that for the reason why I didn't include the a third of the basic lands that my deck technically needed. Um, but no, on top of that, it's it's a completely different animal drafting two cards at a time, needing to have the commanders to go with it trying to force a three-color without a three-color commander, <laughs> and then, in a structured event, only really getting to play one game. Yeah. Because yeah, when true. we do when we do sealed, or when I play sealed, I should say, uh, it's usually pre-releases, and the pre-releases structure in our area has always been four rounds, and what normally happens is I play, I build a, I, a deck that I really believe in, and I do very great the first round, Round two, I get destroyed, and I start to second-guess myself, and I build a second deck with my unused cards, and I run that the next two games. And I usually go one and one with the second deck and one and one with the first deck, so I always do 50-50 and get at least one prize pack. That has been my record for the longest time up until, I think, last year is when I finally started breaking that trend and learning how to deck build. Um, but with only a single game to play... And uh, and it being with that pod structure, this is a completely different beast. I have to be better than I normally am on the first game because that's the game that counts. And normally yeah, that's, that's a, normally game one is my practice game with the deck that I just threw together. That's a really good point. And usually, like game three, you're playing me, and then you just win. So uh. <laughs> because because game three is deck two, and deck two is That's always true. better than deck one. I need because to start I have a page experience. out of your book. <laughs> um, awesome. So that is, well, yeah, that is my ranting about how bad I am at this game and why you should listen to me for being horrible. 
<laughs> okay, so we talked about the experience of playing in a limited environment with the set. Now let's talk about uh, you know some of the cards that we're excited for, whether they're new. Uh, or they're like reprints that we we haven't had, uh, or maybe this this gives, uh, you know, it lowers the price. Um, I mean, my God, like for example, one reprint, um, Staff of Domination. What is it's down to like two two fifty or something like that from this set? You know what I mean? Oh, like seriously? Uh, I think that's what I saw today. I am. Oh, sorry, six. It's seven bucks. Sorry. Okay. I don't know what I was looking at, but still, wasn't it forty? <laughs> Uh, 35 <laughs> yeah so it was up there yeah yeah it, so okay you know, there's market there's some... market price for the fifth dawn one right now on tcg is 47 dollars market yeah. price for the reprint version regular four dollars right exactly um so you know w- w- uh let's talk about that let's start talking about some individual cards so um you know i i pulled this one out before so this is a this is a um, one of the new commanders, and I actually got the um, the etched foil version of it. And also, I just have to say, I hope they keep this up. Uh, whether it's f- just for commander specific sets or whatever, um, these etched foil commander cards are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, as but- as somebody who has been getting sick of just the stupid extended art versions of things. Like they've they've been clearly looking for gimmicks to push more sealed product. Etched foils are the gimmick I can finally get behind. Yeah, I agree. Same here. Um, and and this one, the first one I'm going to talk about, uh, it's Blim, comedic genius, and I just think it's like one of the. It's just a fantastic Rakdos card. Uh, so it's a four three flying imp for two and a black and a red. And whenever it deals combat damage to a player, that player gains control of target permanent you control. Then each player loses life and discards cards equal to the number of permanents they control but do not own. I just think that that's like the epitome of Rakdos and just <laughs> something that I would have a ton of fun trying to build some janky, you know pass around permanence make people take damage for you know controlling shit they don't own um i'm not saying it's a you know a game-breakingly good card uh but it's one that really piqued my interest as one of the new commanders um so uh what about you guys new cards reprints whatever you want to talk about um you know what are you what's caught your eye t jump and making you go first yeah does that mean you're still gonna make me go first uh, yes, but I'm going to go first and letting you know that you're going first. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, Rings of Bright Hearth and Scroll Rack were two cards that I opened up that I was really happy to see. Those were um, very much needed reprints. Yes. And this is coming from a guy who, in February, bought a Tempest scroll rack from Chanel for like eighty bucks. <laughs> and they worth, def they, worth every penny. Absolutely. Um, and they definitely needed to reprint that card. I mean, badly. And Rings of Brighthearth is one. I mean, how many times have I told you guys I really want Rings of Brighthearth, but I don't want to pay for it? <laughs> yes. So that being reprinted is also awesome because that one I think is like twelve bucks now. Oh, it's dirt cheap. Yeah. Uh, and to be fair, again, TCG market value is still... I don't know how they calculate market value versus... Uh, oh, no, sorry. Rings is down to 5 bucks. Yeah. 
Market value I, I forgot versus today like mid value. Today is actual release, so everything yes. dropped even more. Oh yeah, and now now is the time to buy singles. Yeah, now before is they the, creep up. Yeah, if you have singles, now is not the time to trade or sell. You should be buying singles right now because everyone else is selling stuff and everyone else is flooding the market, driving the prices down. So please take advantage of that. Stop trying to trade me your cards. (laughs) I always feel bad when people open stuff and they're like, sweet, can I trade this for more packs? Or at least I used to be back in, you know, the pre-fucking apocalypse days. Um, But people who will open cards the day of release and then immediately try to trade them for value... And I just I I get tired of having to explain to people how supply and demand works. Right. And when the supply is so ridiculously high, your cards are the cheapest they're ever going to be. Well, and here's in that same vein. Here here's one. Um, how do you think all those people who paid two hundred and fifty fucking dollars for a jeweled lotus are feeling right now? Uh, they should God. feel like they got everything coming to them. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. whatever totally they're feeling right you. now, they deserve it. Yeah. I. I totally agree. What's that thing down to? Like forty-five bucks now? Uh, it might even hit lower than that. But I was gonna say yeah, it. I you, think it's gonna drop even further. Uh, they they deserved everything that they are <laughs> feeling right now because you should not unless unless you are a like pro level tournament player who needs the cards for an event that like friggin' weekend. Don't pre-order cards before they're out. Buy cards the weekend they release when, again, they are the cheapest they are ever going to be. Yeah. I don't so think I'm, I've ever pre-ordered a card. Yeah. Oh, me neither. I don't understand how I've patience, pre-ordered boxes. <laughs> how patience has gone out the window. Um, I'm just looking at... Um, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking at average TC, price descending of yeah. Commander Legends. Right now, Managerine is at $52. If you don't have a Managerine, go fucking buy a Managerine right now. <laughs> Jeweled Lotus is down to 48 bucks. Vampiric Tutor, $39. Like, you know, the, the one from Visions, you know, sits around... Well, and, and the reprint sits around 100 bucks usually. Go what, buy a Vampiric Tutor. What if Scroll- I have a Managerine from Legends that's signed by uh, Mark Teton? Should I go buy another one? Yes. yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> you should frame that one, and then you should go buy one to replace it. I just want to um, make sure, because you said I should be getting... Anyway. I, scroll Rack, $18, yeah. right? Like... Um, and so cards like Opposition Agent and Hullbreacher that were sitting around 35 at pre-release, 18 and 14 bucks now. Like, you now, know, don't get me wrong. Those cards, those are going to go up. They will go back up. That is way up. If you if you've ever paid attention to Magic card prices, the the pre- between pre-release and release is when everyone gets their stuff, and so many people are trying to sell the singles that they now have, that everything just bottoms out, and then. That amount of cards starts to dec- decrease across the board, and people start figuring out, holy hell, I can actually play with these cards, I can win with these cards, I should get these cards. And that's when things start to go up. I mean, look at Mox Amber. When Mox Amber came oh, out... Oh, no shit. Yeah. it pre- that's a great it pre-ordered, example. It pre-ordered for a shit ton, and then it dropped to basically nothing because nobody cared. Right, and now uh, I was gonna say it's been bouncing back up because that's the Dominaria people, one, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now market value is between twenty and forty bucks for pre-release versions, and again, that was one that was like a hundred dollars. 
Yeah, I sold mine to you when it was $100. Yeah, asshole. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me rephrase. Trade trade credit. Yeah. Store credit. Schnell bucks. Yes, you got Schnell bucks (laughs) for it. Uh, But then, yeah, that thing hit like nothing and nobody cared. And now it's starting to trend back up as competitive EDH players are grabbing it for Urza. Yep. Uh, I think legacy players are throwing it in for something. I don't know. I don't play legacy. Well, and like, enough, uh, uh, you know, more stuff too. I just looked now. So the 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 five new battle bond lands are sitting between four and five dollars. Like, go pick those up because when do you not want dual lands for commander? And when are you playing? You know, I mean, unless you're drawing one of these really late game after people have been knocked out. Like most of the time, these are going to come in untapped. Um, you know, yeah, early to really mid games, they're really good lands. And if you can pick them up for five bucks right now, like um, when I had to pick up a morphic pool, I don't know, six months, eight months after Battle Bond released, that thing was back up to twenty bucks. You know, um, and these are going to do the same thing. So now is the time to get the staples you want. Uh, you know, um, and you know, one of the things I'm going to pivot a little bit here. Uh, so I talked about you know. Okay, there are cards I wanted to play test tonight. So, like, I got a Commander's Plate, a War Room, uh, and a Guildless Commons, which I think is awesome. A Bounce Land that taps for two colorless. Like, that was just a Christmas present for my uh, Cosmic deck. You're stealing cards from my things I wanted to talk about. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. Keep going. Um, but and then and then um, war room, right? I can I can pay three land and tap it to draw a card for free because I my there's no colors in Kozlik's color identity, uh, and then commander's plate, uh, you know, plus three plus three and protection from all colors because that's a colorless deck. Like uh, I was super excited to get those. I actually saw two of those three tonight. I saw War Room and Commander's Plate, and all of them did work. I mean, Chanel couldn't remove Commander's Plate fast enough after it got equipped with his Ratchet Bomb. To War be Room fair, ju- Commander's Plate did no work because you didn't equip it until late game, and I popped it as soon. That's what I as mean. As that's <laughs> that was that was what I meant. It w- yes, it did it drew, work. It drew. It, it drew never. The ire of- it never affected gameplay other than me popping it well and you left your ratchet bomb sitting at one your your ratchet bomb was a turn there were no other good targets that would help or uh good good levels that wouldn't hurt me even more i sacrificed my soul ring to stop you from hitting me for an (laughs) extra three commander damage it's true you did um which was important you know as far as cards that I that I opened um, that I want to build around now, like I've always I've always thought about Queen Marchesa, but now I opened one, so I have one. So I'm like, okay, I definitely like that. I think might be my next. Um, I was going to retweak my Edgar Markov Vampires deck, but now I think, as far as Mardu is concerned, I want to look to build Queen Marchesa just because. Uh, I have never played with her before, and I just think she's extremely interesting. We have so many cool new ways um, to become the monarch. There's the new court cards, you know. So I just think we could do cool stuff with somebody like like Queen Marchesa right now. So I think she's going to be my next project. I was really happy to get um, to get her. Chanel, what about you? You you haven't uh, you haven't <laughs> mentioned any cards yet, as far as new cards, reprints. Um, okay, as far as new cards, every single 
three color legendary in this set is worthy of building a deck around. Agreed. I just, agree with that. That they're they're all great. I am going to build uh, a full Gen Arcanum Weaver, just because a I don't ever I don't usually build decks uh, in that color scheme anyway. Uh, so I pulled a foil one in a uh, second box I was opening up for singles. So he is going to be my first new three color commander card. Um, honestly, I like this as a commander product more than I like the precons. And I've always enjoyed the precons. But the thing I think I like the best about it is I opened up a foil arcane signet. That is an awesome foil to pull. I have a foil commander sphere sitting here. Again, a great card that's only ever been in pre-con sealed things that, no, you can only ever get one single version of it. Making a commander product that gives us the same collector value that a regular set does, but is for EDH, which everyone loves, or at least, you know, all the cool kids, got them. Uh, I think it's, it's a much better way to go than just the full sealed. Granted, I was hoping tonight, and I should have suggested it before we even started. Nelson, you have a set of the new uh, the new precons. I haven't even looked at the new precons. I wanted to play those tonight, but everyone else was running uh, stuff that they had been working on. But I would like to do a play test night, like we yeah. did the last yeah. uh, last set. Yeah, of I definitely. honestly forgot about the precons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we should do that. Uh, I'm very interested uh, in both of them, actually. Yeah. But I don't want to derail what you're saying. Keep going. No, no, no that's fine. Uh, for new cards, Commander's Plate is awesome uh i'm i'm glad you got one i'm glad you played one i'm glad i blew it up before you had a chance to just wreck the (laughs) shit out of me with it it it's one of those cards that again i'm i'm on the fence and usually against cards that say the word commander this one i really like because of how just perfect it is to slide it's like command tower command tower is the perfect land for EDH for every single reason. Commander's Plate, I think, is a better option. Be- not not a better option than Command Tower, but I mean a better slot for a card that has the word Commander on it because it has equipped for Commander, it makes your Commander pro, pro whatever it's not, and it forces people to swing with their Commanders dealing Commander damage, which is always a fun way to win by just hitting somebody with your leader. Not having your leader there just for his colors or just to be a fancy enchantment with some extra ability. No diss against Tej uh, and all of his Niv-Mizzets, but you don't you don't swing very often. That's not your win con. His ability is your win con. This is just... I'm Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is just, I'm going to get in the trenches as a leader of your deck and go win the win this game myself in the combat step. Yeah. Um, I I also have here Rogak, son of Rogach. Yes. Who is my favorite goddamn creature because if you haven't seen him, he is a zero drop, zero one legendary kobold warrior with partner and first strike menace and trample. Uh, he is already in one deck that I have built. He is not the commander. He's in my uh, Lavosa Cold Eyes because he's a warrior. So if I get my commander out, he is a 2-3 first strike menace trampler with haste for zero mana. And I think that's just a fantastically stupid thing to do to somebody. Just a free 
little angry kobold coming in. Plus, kobolds have always been... etched things. Oh, you got an etched one? That's awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's great. Speaking of cool cards uh, that look awesome, I just want to say... Uh, and I know that I say this all the time whenever a new set comes out and we get art from him, but the Seb McKinnon Quambaj Witches and Feast of Succession art are just phenomenal, and I was lucky enough to get a foil of each one, so I am a very, very happy man um, with those. Um, and another another new spell that I think is really interesting that I want to... Uh, I, I, I've been kicking around for a long time. I've never actually committed to doing it. But I want to do uh, like a Lord Windgrace lands deck, right? And I really think Reshape the Earth is a really interesting new spell. Is that the 10 um, lands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for 6 and 3 green, it's a mythic. And you search your library for up to 10 lands, put them onto the battlefield tapped, and then shuffle your library. I just think that in in a format like commander just like big dumb green spells like that um i'm just really excited to like see that thing resolve at some point um and then just you know for me being uh uh, such a fan of the history and the lore of magic uh you know we've all played for a really long time um and just seeing characters that i've known about for so long finally get cards right glacian um rebecca uh Tevish Zat has a Planeswalker card. Uh fucking Tormod has a card now. Uh Nevenral has a card now. You know, like we're seeing all these um legends from from Magic uh finally finally getting cards and they don't suck. Like they're really interesting, right? Um I love the fact that Nevenral if when he dies, you can pay one to destroy you know to to, to Nev's disc, right? Yeah. Like I just I love I love his card so much and that is another card um that, that- I am going to build around <laughs> and I love that he's Esper colors. That was something brought up at the uh the draft that you couldn't make it to is that somebody was uh, pointing out all the lore associated with cards that don't, or all the lore associated with characters that didn't have cards, and the lore associated with Tormod was he has a tomb, or a crypt. That's what it was. (laughs) Like, that was the only thing up until this point. Tormod has a crypt. Okay, let's do something. So now, (laughs) oh, he's a zombie wizard. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) What do we know about him? Something something graveyard. Got um, it. <laughs> well, it's, so there are two other things. Well, okay. So we've already kind of talked about reprints. Another reprint that I didn't, I never really thought we needed that came was three visits. <laughs> like, um, that was it's just one, one of those mine. cards that I've never thought about. Uh, but it was only printed in what Portal Third Age, right? Uh, yeah portal three kingdoms three kingdoms that's it yeah yeah um so that card was i don't i don't remember how expensive it was but it finally got reprinted right um and now it's like a buck a piece but it's a it's Uh, a good market value on the original is still over a (laughs) hundred dollars yeah um market value on the new one three dollars three bucks so pick those up Three dollars. Right, Three dollars is a lot for for a nature's lore, uh, but it's because it's only been reprinted this one time ever. This so one it's time, definitely yep. worth it. Yeah. Yep. Plus redundancy um, is always good to have. Yes. Good point. Good point. Uh, what do you guys think about the encore mechanic? Now that we've actually 
Um, I don't know how much. I, I don't think I've seen it outside of uh, uh, Chris's commander's ability. All right. Um, I'm going to stop you right there, Nelson. I've put up with this bullshit long enough. So back when this topic first... I expected a couple more chuckles out of there. I'm not actually being like mean here or anything. But, I didn't oh, think you were. I was, I, just letting, I was just letting you go. I thought I was funnier than I guess you guys thought I was. Anyway... <laughs> You, uh, are all, you always you are all, think you are funnier teach, than we what think. What are some new cards and reprints that you like? And I was like, Scroll Rack and Rings of Bright Hearth, and then you just went on a tangent and then forgot all about me, so I didn't get to talk about anything else. Sorry, talk more. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it brief. Um, no, no, no. Say what you want. No, I was gonna. I was gonna say, uh, as far as reprints go, three visits. Well, that's all the time we list. have for this week, folks. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it so is. I just, I just shit all over Teach by my three visits comment. I'm sorry, man. My name is True. <laughs> Hello and welcome to whatever podcast this is, because I don't know. Don't drink and. <laughs> I'm somebody. <laughs> all right, three visits is a good card. Um. <laughs> And we're back. I was also really happy to see a Findhorn Elves reprint. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a great one. Yes, with with cool <laughs> new-ish art. I can yep. finally run one of those and not have it be from fucking the from Ice the Age 20. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also am uh, uh, I'm a big fan of the Diamonds. Yes, I'm really glad those got reprinted, uh, too. Great point. Uh, uh, long-time listeners will know that I do like my two-mana mana rocks, and the diamonds getting reprinted are good. Along the lines of cards that were only printed in Commander products before, like pre-cons, we have a reprint of Thought Vessel, uh, which was a $10 card at one point. Yep. Um, Path of Ancestry was another card that was like really up there. And that was only in Commander 17, I believe. And I, I, I'm really glad we got that one back, too. Yes. I, like Chanel, I'm not a huge fan of, of cards referencing Commanders or Command Zone or anything like that. Um, Command Tower, I'm fine with. And Path of Ancestry, I'm also fine with. Uh, and, and I'm really glad to see that printed for people who like to run their tribal decks or their decks that just so happen to have some sort of incidental tribal sub-theme. Um, so all those reprints I really liked. Uh, and then as far as as the new cards, the, I, I opened most of what I uh, what I wanted. Like the Sakashima, uh, which I threw right in Niv-Mizzet. Um, that stupid Black Planeswalker. We were going to talk about that guy, oh, too. Oh, Tavish Zat, yeah. Yeah. I hate that card so much because of what it does. It pulls your commanders out of the command zone. If you don't like cards that reference commanders or cards that reference the command zone, here's you one that like does both. <laughs> uh, I hate this card, and I opened one, and it's going straight in my Avengers deck. So, because... so you hate you hate Zat more than Urza does. Ha. Yeah. Uh, lore reference. Lore. <laughs> Um, Wheel of Misfortune I put in Niv-Mizzet. I didn't see it in the game tonight, but I'm excited uh, to try it. Um, I had to talk myself into giving that card a shot because uh, I don't have as much control over it as, as I would like, but it seems like a fun card to play. 
So I threw it in there, not for me, but for my opponents. Um, quick, quick note on the game we played. I know you won. I still feel like I won just for how much fun I had and the fact <laughs> that I knocked out Nelson. That's fair. Yeah, I like, didn't. Uh... In my brain, my brain counts that as a win just because of how well my deck performed, regardless of the outcome. It's just like, high five, buddy. You got this. And then I slap my own hand. Yeah. I think we were all winners tonight, except Nelson. <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> um, Stop keeping bad opening hands. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's about it. I just wanted to... I, 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 pretty much i really wanted just to talk about those uh the path of ancestry mostly and then the reprints of the diamonds and other two mana mana rocks so that's what i had to say yeah i completely forgot uh that i i think i was talking to schnell the other day about um or maybe it was in the group chat i can't remember uh about just being glad that the the diamonds are back uh, because i think those were great reprints i um uh talismans would have been fun but i i do like that we got the diamonds back um and another card that i'm glad got reprinted that does reference uh the commander and the command zone is command beacon i'm glad that was reprinted um just because i think that's a solid card too uh but so you know we're look the 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 last thing i wanted to cover um before we wrap it up is i'm curious what you guys think about the encore mechanic um, again, you know, for me, I think the only time I've seen it actually um, in a game was just before uh, when Chris was doing it with his commander. But, you know, I'm looking at cards like the new Phyrexian Triniform. So I, I pulled that and I'm like, you know, does this have a spot in my Kozilek deck just because it's an interesting high CMC that could be a counterspell uh, when it, I could counterspell it and still cast it from the graveyard for Encore? Um, you know, like it's it's interesting. So Phyrexian Triniform is a 9-9 golem for 9, and when it dies, you create three 3-3 colorless golem artifact creature tokens, and it has Encore 12. So for 12 and exiling it from your graveyard, for each opponent, create a token copy that attacks that opponent this turn if able. They they gain haste, sacrifice them at the beginning of the next end step, activate only as a sorcery. So if you do this, and say you're playing in a pot of four, then you get three of these, and when you sack them at the end... um, you know, if they survive to the end or if an opponent blocks and kills it. Now now you're getting nine uh three three golems, right? So there's it's a very interesting mechanic to me. Um personally I think I like it better than escape. Uh and I'm just curious what you guys think about that. It is better than escape. Yes. And what do you think about the mechanic in general? Like do you like it? Do you not like it? <laughs> Um, I think it's a really well-designed mechanic for Commander. Because we saw, in this set, we saw a good number of Encore cards, a shitload of uh, the word Cascade, whether or not it's on a lot of cards or not, it appears a lot. Um, And then Pirates, which is weird. That those are the three big takeaways (laughs) from this set, is Pirates, Cascade, and Encore. Because, goddamn, there's a lot of pirates. Well, I mean, it's safe to assume that they started really working on this set when Ixalan was around. 
or they just wanted to up the number of pirates compared to how like you know the generic elementals and wizards and other stuff when they're like eh, let's pick some of the obscure stuff that we have a lot of but nowhere near as much as everything else um no i think encore is is a super flavorful mechanic i'm curious to see it uh because again, I haven't gone through the uh, the precons at all. Um, are there uh, new encore cards in those as well that I have not seen yet? Uh, I'm not sure because I haven't even opened them yet. They're sitting well, you're uh, behind me right now. So I'm going to um, say no. I don't know exactly what's in them, but I do know that this is like Zendikar. There are three brand new cards. Yeah. Um. And at most, one of them will have Encore. So you're not going to get a whole bunch of Encore that you haven't seen yet. I don't think there are, but there are some cool reprints in here. Um, like Ramen of Excavator. Like, uh, that's a solid reprint. That's the um, Crucible oh, yeah. of Worlds creature? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the 2-3, you may play land cards from your graveyard. Yeah, that's a solid reprint. Avenger of Zendikar is always fun. Um, Eternal Witness is a great reprint. Yeah, it is. Uh, is Aid is a good reprint. This new Swords to Plowshares art, where the first time I looked at it, I was like, why the fuck does this guy have a golf club? Um, <laughs> is awesome art. <laughs> swords to golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's a garden hoe. <laughs> but, uh, oh, and that was the other, this is the other uh, reprint I was really excited about. Uh, fucking SRAM got reprinted in this commander set. So I thought that was cool because SRAM is a great card that even if you even if you um, just piece these decks out, SRAM is just really good to have um, in, you know, uh, specifically, like, I, he's in my Danathatron deck um, because he helps a lot whenever I cast an aura and equipment spell. Um, so... Yeah, anyway, I, I liked seeing him reprinted, but it'll be interesting to see how these decks play. Um, you know, so I'm looking forward to testing that uh, you know, when we play next. And we can report on that part of it, you know, the next time we record too, just to see see what we thought, see how they how they played out. Um Wasn't that I'm sorry, I'm looking at the Swords to Plowshares because I wanted to see the golf club that you were talking about. Isn't that a judge promo art? Yes. Oh, is it? Is it a recy- it's recycled art? Got yes. it. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, it was a judge promo. Oh, well, fuck me. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so that's, I mean, and that's always a good reprint, like, right? Like, Swords of Plowshares is just a great card. Holy shit, did anyone else hear my dog just now? Yes. That wasn't your wow. dog, that was your ass. <laughs> no, that would be, <laughs> that would be the dog. Um, he's licking again. himself in his NPR crate. <laughs> <laughs> he's not licking himself now. He's just snoring in his NPR crate. Yeah. Uh, I have a cat tune that, in, tune I have a cat into that the, snores, uh, but when he's wide awake, he'll snore because he's just bad at breathing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, shit, this was a really fun discussion. I, I love this set. I guess we haven't really talked about that yet, right? Let's 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 close on that note. What do you guys... Let's so, talk about discussions. What are they? What, do you what think, purpose do this What do you think about the set overall, and do you hope that this continues to be an annual product? Hate it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. Same <right>. and yes. <laughs> I, I actually really do enjoy this set. Um, uh, I got... Uh, two boxes worth. It's the first time I've ever bought two boxes for one set. Um, and Christmas is right around the corner. And uh, at this point in the 
conversation, I would start talking really, really loudly in hopes that my wife would overhear me say that I maybe would like another box for Christmas. <laughs> but I have a sleeping infant next door, and I don't want to wake her up. So I'll have if to drop you, that hint later. If you text me your wife's number, I will message her anonymously going, Hey, it's Schnell. <laughs> I have a box to sell you for your husband. I'll text her anonymously and say, Hey, it's Schnell. <laughs> I, is that not how you guys text anonymous, anonymously by just yeah going, i always hey, i always text people schnell. and say hey it's schnell <laughs> i don't but maybe i do it wrong <laughs> maybe i don't know what anonymously means <laughs> <laughs> what do you think schnell um i like i said i i kind of want to see this over pre-cons just because with precons, you always have to like, okay, do I want the full set and do I have to spend, you know, $160 or whatever to get all five decks or four decks or whatever the hell they do versus, you know, hey, they can trick me out of a lot more of my money sealed wise by not just guaranteeing me all the cards and giving me a better play experience because now I have the option of sealed play through draft or limited play through uh sealed or draft or whatever because this is not only the commander stuff that we've enjoyed for so long it is uh adding a whole new avenue of enjoying it and this is kind of what they've been trying to do with draft booster or by labeling draft booster draft i can't talk anymore booze is a hell of a drug um this is what they've been trying to accomplish by labeling regular boosters as draft boosters and going, hey, don't just buy it and open it. Buy it and play with it as you open it. So it makes absolute sense to me that they would just phase out pre-con decks and replace them with products like this, where once a year they can sneak out another set, they can print a lot of it, people will buy a ton of it because they're playing with it, so they're not only getting the cards, they're getting the experience. And because of that double-up factor... I love the set. I want to see more of it. Stop writing the word commander on magic cards, though, for the love of fuck. I think that's a really good point. Um, where <laughs> <laughs> For the love of fuck. I think that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Uh, you know, if you phase out the... So anything that's anything that could be put in a pre-con, reprint-wise or new card-wise, could just fit in this in a set like this, right? Well, they just, they, can they literally re- just they can did it. They can reprint cards that they need to reprint to get them out into the secondary market without fucking up standard. Because well, that's what they've right. been doing, is just wrecking standard by making cards for Commander and making them, ed- or making them you know, standard legal. So stop it. Make standard for standard. Well, yeah, and this is how you can get cards like Scroll Rack reprinted without putting them in standard, right? Like, yeah. Um, that's, modern, a, that's a really good point. Modern um, Horizons set set a new precedent that they can put out new stuff without affecting standard and then they ignored it for a while and just went no 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 we're gonna teach your candy bars it's not a candy bar and it's done teach your condom wrapper I, I <laughs> there <hope>. you go <laughs> stop eating condoms we're recording <laughs> we're just about done anyway uh, but um, they 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 set a fantastic precedent with Modern Horizons, saying, "Hey, we can introduce cards to a specific format by and bypass standard like we normally do because we're changing our own rules that we've arbitrarily set." And then we we saw Oro, we saw 
fucking Oko and other stuff that just should not have been in standard because of their ridiculous power levels. And I think this is an opportunity to go, hey, we should just keep bypassing standard for the cards that we don't want to be and should not be in standard. I completely agree with that. And give up on Brawl. Nobody cares about Brawl. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so done with that. Also, Um, Mark Rosewater, I just want to say thank you for liking and subscribing to our podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we really appreciated that. Um, But, yeah, I'm glad that we have not seen more Brawl Precon product uh, since Throne of Eldraine. It was a – I hope it remains a one and done. Yeah. Although I did get – The commanders were cool. Getting Arcane Signet was cool, but please don't do that again. Yeah. Now I have a foil Arcane Signet, and I didn't have to open up – either of those stupid decks. I don't want Corvold. Corvold's for losers. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I know what I'm playing next week. Yeah, I got my foil arcane signet right here, and I didn't have to open any of that for myself. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I've i had a blast playing this set. I can't wait to continue to play cards from this set, and I really hope that we get more of it in the future. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to say about the set? Um in closing i wish it had an msrp mark (laughs) there you go yeah um no (laughs) i guess the i guess i'm just gonna i'm I'm gonna parrot what we said before uh you know obvious this is gonna come out so we're recording this friday night this will come out saturday or sunday and seriously buy singles now um there are a lot of singles you're gonna want from this set buy them now while prices have bottomed out because once people you know uh it sounds like we're gonna be getting some vaccines soon as as people start doing more shit over the next six months in person uh you know and people are buying up more paper product like this stuff especially the stuff that was um reprinted for the first second third or fourth time uh or is new to this set you know i'm thinking mana drain vampiric tutor you know stuff like that or the new battle bond lands um can we even call them the new battle bond lands call them whatever you want (laughs) hell yeah the new battle bond lands uh pick them up now while they're cheap because uh you'll be happy later um when i hope everything just shoots up in price overnight yeah (laughs) that'll learn them if that's the case i'm just gonna cut this whole episode that's fair. Uh, also, not only buy buy the singles you want now while they're cheap, uh, if your LGS is still operating, still open during all this, uh, buy a couple of boosters here and there. Just For sure. Just single packs every once in a while. Don't always get a box. Don't always get, you know, whatever discount they offer. Buy a pack. Buy two packs. Little shit like that helps. Because, yeah, you're paying more per pack than you would if you buy a box, but they need you right now. Yeah, that's a great point. Definitely do that. All in this together. We are. We are. Uh, Thanks thank to you guys singing I Now Hate LGSs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thank you guys for sitting and talking magic with me for another week and for playing VDH earlier. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in again. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Tell a friend. Mark Rosewater, please tell your friends. Uh, you know, you guys can find us on on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Podbean, anywhere you consume podcasts. Check us out on our social channels. Just search at Homebrew Magic on Facebook, on YouTube. You can find us there. And uh, until next time, don't drink and scry. <laughs>